Okay. All right, so first of all, Shkaych to Anonymous for sponsoring the breakfast and learning this morning. And him, uh, Mishpacha, along with the whole Kiyush, Mishpacha, to only Shef, Abrach, on all levels. Ad, Beli, Dai. Okay, so, you know, a few minutes ago, Mr. Klein pointed out that today is the art site of uh, the Sad Marav, so, Mela, we have no choice now. We have to be Makasher, what we're going to learn today, with, uh, you know, with the Indian of the Sad Marav. So, it might, it's probably not going to be such a stretch. We'll see. I wasn't thinking of it, but uh, it's a good thing to try to do. Okay, so... <clears throat> The past, sort of, Indian, the Indian vice, Indian, uh, already, you know, from the from like I guess from a little bit before Av, we started talking about on Sunday morning just bechlal the sugya of of Eretz Yisrael kehilchas of yeshivas arts kehilchas of living in Eretz Yisrael according to Allah and the different components of it. So we started then the past few weeks to talk about uh, leadership, the leadership of Kal Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael, and so we sort of uh, been going with that. So we talked about the union of a melech, the union of, uh, last week we talked about the union of a navi, the, the relationship between melech and navi, we talked about nasis and hedrin, reish galusa, these types of inyanim. So I figured that laman hashlemus to, to complete the, the inyan, um, and then next week, I guess we'll probably go back to say for Yeshua, we'll see, but um, I figured we'll talk about another position of authority, power, influence, leadership by Kalah Yisrael, and that's the Kain Gadol. So it's interesting. The, the position of Kohen Gadol, obviously, uh, the, you, we might not initially think of it as a Klayus or a leadership position. It's, a, it's an end of Kahuna. So, Kahanim have their Avayim based on English. And the Kohen Gadol is obviously, the, as the name indicates, the greatest uh, the leader of the Kahanim. And he has certain Avaydas in the base of English as a Kohen Gadol. But the truth is, we find throughout Navi, and specifically in the second base of English for sure, that the Kohen Gadol was more than just. An, a, a position in Beis Hamikdash. It was a Klal Yisrael position. It was a position of authority and leadership. Throughout Navi, we find uh, by David Melch, we find this especially that whenever David travels, he's traveling with the Kain Gadol, and there was a, a, a partnership somewhat between the Melech and the Kain Gadol. So, on, on a certain level, you could explain it simply, you know, and national uh, the Gemara's and Sinedrin talk about this that certain types of questions of national security and the Yenim like that. So, the, you have to, you would ask the, the Kain Gadol with the Urim Vatumim. Right, and so the Gemara says, the Mishnah says, the only one site I think the Gemara, the only one that's allowed to ask the Urim Betumim is the Melech himself. Okay, so the Melech and the Kain Gadol, you know, uh, situations like that, they would have to get together and talk. But you find more than that. That the Kain Gadol was on some level a position of leadership by Klal Yisrael. We'll see soon. There's a lachas of covet that Klal Yisrael have to have to treat the Kain Gadol with. So these are, this is what we're going to begin with. So. <clears throat> I, I really, really hope I didn't bite up, bite up more than I can chew mitzad the nigla. So we're gonna we're gonna go through a sugya in nigla, Zashem, and uh, we'll see where it takes us in pimis. The pimis side of things is is kamat the same thing as the nigla. It's uh, it's uh, almost uh, you can't separate it. You'll see. Okay, so let, let, we'll begin like this. We, there is a mitzvah in Torah, which is a mitzvah on someone who's a witness. Who let's say let's say you know if a person uh, you know sees something that he can testify about, there is a mitzvah Torah which is im loyagid v'nasa vayna that there's a special mitzvah for a person that's an aide to come to bezin to testify whether it be an issue of mominus whether it be an issue of non mominus whatever the situation is Reuven, Reuven uh, brings uh, Shimon to court about some Indian and he has witnesses to back him up 
there's a mitzvah on the witnesses to come. So that's the mitzvah in Torah. Im if, you, if the witnesses don't come and testify, they carry a sin. So there's a mitzvah to go testify. So in Maramukha number one, there's a Gemara in Shavuah, Staflamin of And the Gemara is discussing some, uh, a situation where a person doesn't have to uh, carry out that mitzvah. So it says more like this. Rabbi Baravuna said, If you have a Talmud Chacham, and he knows, uh, to, and he's a witness in a certain matter. He can testify about a certain issue going on between two Yidin. But the problem is, he's a Tamar Chacham, and it's beneath his dignity, and it's not Bakovadik for him to go to the particular Bezdin that Reuven and Shimon are dealing with. So Reuven and Shimon are dealing with a particular Bezdin, and it's a good Bezdin, but it's beneath the covet of this great Talmud Chacham, to go and testify in such a Bezdin. It's beneath, it's beneath him. So said Rabbi Baravuna, loy lezel. He doesn't go. The Indian of Kavid Habrius and the Kavid that this Talmud Chacham requires overrides the mitzvah of going to testify. That's the Gemara. Am Rav Shisha Bredravidi. Rav Shisha Bredravidi said, and I'll, and I'll explain why and I'll give you the proof. Afa no nami tinina. We also have a b'risa to back up this idea that when you have a mitzvah in conflict with covet, with the covet that you deserve and need and require, your covet overrides the mitzvah. Says the b'risa, sak aikupa. If a tamar chacham was walking down the street and there's a, a lost object, says the mitzvah shav saveda. But let's say that lost object is not a covetik for the tamar chacham to walk around with and to knock on doors to to return. So the ein darkelito, and this is Tamil Chacham is not it's not Pakovitik for him to carry around this particular lost object. Harezaloyito says the Brisa, so he doesn't pick it up. There's a conflict again, the, the mitzvah of Shavas Haveda, but then there's the covet of the Tamil Chacham. The covet of the Tamil Chacham overrides the mitzvah. So says Rashesh Rabidi, that's the same uh, same logic is, is applying over here. There's a mitzvah to go testify in Bezdin, but then there's the covet of the Tamil Chacham. The covet of the Tamil Chacham overrides that mitzvah. So that's the Gemara. Now we're going to see soon, the source of this is a Pasuk, in fact, regarding Hashavah Saveda. The Pasuk says by Hashavah Saveda that if you see a lost object, V'salamta mehem, would you, it's in, in it's, the, the salamta mehem means, it, it's, it's, it's speaking in a, what's the word, uh, not sarcastically or, or you know, V'salamta mehem, could you, would you turn away from it? Would you close your eyes from it? How could, how could you ignore it? V'salamta you're going to ignore it. So the Gemara, we're going to see soon Darshins, that why does the Pasuk have to say it in a, in a sarcastic tone? Just say, don't turn away from it. The fact that it says V'salamta, but just in a Lushan of uh, sarcastic and so on, we Darshan, that you know what, sometimes V'salamta, maybe the Pasuk means that sometimes you could turn away from it, and that's when it's not Bakovedic for you to, uh, to deal with the Hashoah Sevedas. So, that's the, the, so this idea that the Gemara is introducing us to is coming from the idea of Hashoah Sevedas, that again, when you have... Uh, a situation of of covet of your covet that is in conflict with Hashavah Saveda, so your covet overrides it, and the Gemara is applying that also to this mitzvah of going to testify. That if going to testify is not pakovedik, then uh, then you don't do it. Now the Gemara now gives one caveat, but says the Gemara since the origin of this idea is from Hashavah Saveda, so says the Gemara Hani Mili Therefore, this entire idea that your covet overrides the mitzvah, that's regarding a mitzvah which is revolving around momenistic inyanim, Hashavah Saveda, or in this case, going to testify about Reuven and Shimon having a fight about the $100. When it's a momenistic, even if it's a mitzvah, but it's a, but it's a mitzvah that's coming from inyanim momen, then we have this idea that your covet overrides it. I will be surah, 
But if the issue is an iser, right, something that's not a, mon- a monetary issue, ain't chachma ve'ain tvuna ve'ain eitz the neged Hashem. Then you can't be a, there's no chachmas, you have to be mavazi yourself if need be. If it's, if it's Hashem's covet over here, it's a, an Indian of Isser, not a momentistic issue. If it's Hashem's covet, then you have to, that overrides your covet. So, for example, the Gemara says in Prochus, an example, if a person is walking down the street and they realize they're wearing shotness. Uh, so now they, so the mitzvah shotness says, disrobe. But covered, the covet of the person says, it's not a covet for me to get undressed in the middle of the street. Well, says the Gemara, ain't eitzah, ain't tuna, there's no eitzah. Why? It's not a momentistic issue, it's an iser. Iser, you override. So that's the club the Gemara is telling us in Shavuos, <coughs> that, that again, this idea that when you have a mitzvah that's fundamentally a momentistic issue, then your covet overrides it, and the source of this is by Hashavah of Eidah, and the Gemara applies it to a situation of Eidah, so that you have a, that Tamar Chacham, again, has a, an ability to testify, but the, 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 the and it's a, if it's an Indian of Momen, and the court that he would be going to testify in is, is not B'Kavadik for him to be in, so then uh, his covet overrides it. That's the, that's the Gemara in Shavuos. Okay. Now, similarly, based on this, there's another Gemara in Sanhedrin that talks about a similar situation. Maramukha number two. I'll give you a little background. The Mishnah in Sanhedrin, the beginning of the second parak of Sanhedrin, is comparing and contrasting the halachas of a melech with the halachas of a kain gadol. That's the Mishnah over there. And the Mishnah says the following contrast. It says the Mishnah... <coughs> a melech doesn't come to testify in court. A melech doesn't come to testify in court. That's what the Mishnah says. The reason why a melech doesn't ever come to testify in court, the Gemara explains in Sanhedrin, is because uh, it's a takana that Chazal enacted because of kings that, were, that maybe would not be so God-fearing. And uh, we don't want them to feel... We don't want kings to get their tentacles into Besdin. If something goes wrong in the court case, if they're questioned maybe a little too harshly, they might get offended. And once the king gets offended, it could be not good things for anyone. So that's a takana that Chazal made that the king can't testify. So says the Mishnah, the king doesn't go to testify, but the Kain Gadol can go testify. If a, if a situation comes up and the Kain Gadol is a witness, so the Kain Gadol can go testify. That's the Mishnah. That's the Mishnah comparing and contrasting. So the Gemara, that's, that's the Mishnah. So as the Mishnah says, basically for our purposes, a Kain Gadol can go testify in court, or maybe should go, it has to, as a mitzvah. So when it comes the Gemara, it's in Hedron, Yud Chesem, and Beis, and the Gemara says, one second, may it? You're telling me a kain gadol could go testify in court and has to go testify in court? One second. Vatanya, what about the mitz- What about the cloud that we just learned in Shavuos about covid in conflict with a mitzvah? Says the Gemara Vatanya v'salamta. It says in pasuk regarding a shavuos haveda v'salamta that pa'amim shat misalim u'pa'amim shiat misalim that there are some times where you don't have to pick up the lost object. Ketsa ha'ketsa says the brisa. What does that mean? So the, the, the Raisa gives us a few examples. Again, different situations. Again, uh, one of them being, it's not pakovedik for you to go around with this lost object. So it says, therefore, you're allowed to turn away. You know, the Gemara is asking a question. The Gemara is saying, you're, the Mishnah says that a kind God can go testify. How could a kind God go testify? It's beneath the, covets, the covet of the kind God to go uh, to a Bezdin and to deal with uh, Reuven and Shimon and Yonim. It's, uh, it's not Pekavadik for the Kohen Gadol to do that. And says that, so in other words, what the Gemara is doing is, again, we have this clog, and going back to this principle, we have this principle from Moshe Vesavayim, that when you have, again, a conflict between a mitzvah and the person's covet, says Hashem Vesavayim, sometimes you ignore the, the, the lost object, 
because it's beneath your covet. And that's why the Gemara said in Shavuot, that if a Tamar Chacham is called to court, then it's a, not such a nice court for him to go to. He doesn't go. It's beneath his covet. So says the Gemara, it's an edgin. Well, every Bezdin is beneath the covet of the Kain Gadol. So how could, every, how could the Mishnah say that a Kain Gadol goes to court and to testify? <coughs> so, by the way, before we even finish off the Gemara's answer, in Marmok number three, the Rishonim point out, well, one second, a simple solution could be that maybe the Mishnah means that the Kain Gadol should go testify in situations that are not monetary. Right? Because again, the whole idea is coming from Hashavah Saveda, that when there's a conflict between mitzvah and Hashavah Saveda, uh, between uh, your covet and Hashavah Saveda, your covet overrides it. But again, as the Gemara says in Shuas, Hani Mili, that's by Mominus, not by things that are Isra, like Shatnas and things like that. So the Gemara is saying, so one second, so ask the Gemara in Sanhedrin, the same principle, let's apply that to the Kain Gadol. The Kain Gadol is also, it's beneath his covet to go testify. So why would the Mishnah say that the Kain Gadol goes to testify? So the Rishonah point out, one second, but if we're talking about it in the context, and it's all coming from that halacha of Ashos Aveda, it's only for monetary inyanim. Things that are not monetary inyanim, because on Tehait, you have no aid, you, your covet doesn't matter. So the Rishonah point out that Anachanami, we could, the Gemara could have suggested this as an answer, that when the Mishnah says, the Kohen Gadol goes to testify, it means specifically in cases that are not monetary issues. But Tysus and many Rishonim point out the Gemara didn't do this because the Mishnah says it as a blanket statement. The Mishnah says, the Kohen Gadol testify. So because the Mishnah said it as a blanket statement, the Kohen Gadol testify, so we, we don't want to constrict it to, such a, to a specific type of case. It's, it sounds like it's any type of case. The Kohen Gadol goes to testify, even including monetary cases. That's where the Gemara is coming up. One second, monetary cases... The Kohen Gadol is going to go testify in monetary cases beneath his covet. And we know that when there's a conflict between monetary mitzvahs, for example, testifying in a monetary case, and covet, your covet overrides it, just like we find by Yeshua Saved and just like we find by the Talmud Chacham in the Gemara and Shavuos. So that's the Gemara's question. So what could be the scenario where a Kohen Gadol testifies in court about a monetary case and it's not, and it's, and it's not beneath his dignity? So this is where the Gemara Sanhedrin is coming to give a few answers to try to figure out a scenario where a Kohen Gadol can go testify in court and it's not beneath his covet. That's what Gemara is going to try to do. You follow so far? Okay. So it says the Gemara like this. Take again back to Maramukha number two. Three lines in. So now the Gemara gives a few suggestions. Again, that's the Mahalach of the Gemara. We're trying to figure out a case of where a Kohen Gadol can go come to court and to testify and it's not uh, beneath his dignity. That's the case. Even if it's a monetary issue. So it says the Gemara like this a few Eitzes. Om Rav Yosef. So Rav Yosef says, I'll give you an Eitzah. May Lamelach. It, 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 maybe the case that, that we can suggest that if he goes to court to testify, it's not so it's not so mevuzadik, uh, uh, is if the person he's going to testify for is the melech himself. So uh, for the kain gadol to go testify to the melech, that's that's not the uh, bizayin. It's for the it's for the king. That's the suggestion of Rav Yosef. The Gemara says no, not an eitzah. But tonight the Gemara says it's not an eitzah because the Mishnah says loy don loy don in oisai loy made loy mid in Says the Gemara, the Mishnah says that part of the takana that Chazal made out of concern that the Melech might get uh, you know, upset about, about a court situation, the Mishnah says we keep the king out of all court systems and all court situations. He doesn't come to testify and people don't even come to testify for him. It's, uh, we, figure, we, we deal with the king completely outside of Bezdin. We don't, we don't have any dealings with the king in Bezdin. So therefore the Gemara says, so Rav Yesu says, it's not an Eitzah. So again, to find the case of where the Kohen Gadol goes to testify and it's not 
Mavuzadik. Said Rav Yosef, okay, so he's going to testify for the king. So the Mishnah says the king doesn't, the king, the, case, the court cases of the king, we don't deal with, uh, we, don't, we don't testify for the king. We don't testify against the king, not for the king, but the whole lineage of the king is outside of Bezdin. So that's not an Eitzah. Then the Gemara says another possibility. Okay, fine. Says the Gemara, Elam Rabzeira. So Rabzeira says, okay, may Leben Melech. Maybe the Kain Gadol, we could find the case of where, again, he's testifying where it's not Mavuzadik. And he's still testifying for something, which is maybe he's testifying for the son of the king, the prince. Oh. So the prince is a hush of a person in the country. So it's not a design for the king to testify for the prince. But he's not the king himself, so his, his court cases are still dealt with in Bezdin. Us, oh, so that's the Eitzah. Follow? Says the Gemara, also not an Eitzah. Ben Melech had you to. There's no such position as prince. There's no, in, in Torah, there's no such thing. There's a king and then there's everyone else. There's no such position in halacha as a ben melech. So Mevela says the Gemara, so even if culturally we might think of him as a chash of a person, al there's no such position as a ben melech. A ben melech is a hedyit. So just like it will be designed for the covet of the kain gadol to go testify for anyone, it's also designed for him to go to testify for the ben melech. If it's not the melech, it's, then you're nobody. Says the Gemara. So, so the Gemara finally comes up with the final solution. Elameid b'fnei melech. So it must be the final eight says as follows. The Kalein Gadol can go testify for anyone as long as the Melech is present. That's going to be the eight side. If the Melech is present, then it's not a Mavuzah that you think for the Kalein Gadol to show up. Because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Bakavah de Kamatzev. The Melech is there. So Enechanami, it's not a court case about the Melech. There's no such thing. We keep the Melech out of, out of court. But at least the Melech is present, so it's now it's not a Mavoza de Gematzev. The Kohen Gadol can go testify about Reuven and Shimon as long as the Melech is there. So says the Gemara, one second, is that possible? But the, what do you mean? The, the Melech is not, just like we don't have the Melech, just like we don't deal with the court cases of the king, the Melech certainly is not supposed to be a judge in cases. So what does it mean? What's he doing there? What's he, what's he sitting in, in Sanhedrin for? So says the Gemara, in we don't mean that he's actually part of the court, but I mean he's just present. Says the Gemara, Mishum Yikar de Kain Gadol, in order to, for it to, for it to create a situation that's Bakavadik for the Kain Gadol, Asaviyasiv, the king just comes and sits, Makabli Nehelil Sadusa, and then we come and we'll accept the Kain Gadol to come testify, Vazavainile Anabidini, and then us, the judges, will deal with the, the situation. The Melech is not uh, actually part of the den, but he's just standing there and he creates a matzah that's Bakavadik, and now the Kain Gadol can come. Okay, that's the Gemara. So Sachako, huh? So we would bring the kain, we bring the melech in order to create a matzav of covet, and then the kain gadol can come testify. That's okay for the melech, as long because we're not concerned about we. Well, the takanas chazal don't want the king to be invested in. We don't want him to testify, not to testify for. We don't want him to have any uh, uh, any you know involvement in the actual case because you know it could it could blow up. But him just being there, that, that uh, we don't have a problem. That's the Gemara. So Hayyotzilana, what comes out from the Sug, is very, very clear, very simple. The Gemara is making a very basic assumption, which is, again, we have this basic rule, and that's what the Gemara is assuming, that, that the Kohen Gadol is a position that, it, that we have to honor. There's a certain covet that the Kohen Gadol requires. That's the assumption the Gemara is making. And once the Kohen Gadol is a position of covet, so now the Gemara starts dealing, well, okay, we're not covered, we have a covet. So then, then the halachas of a covet of a tamachachim, you know, it's be the same idea. So just like by a tamachachim, the covet of a tamachachim overrides the mitzvah of testifying in court for monetary inyanim. So the covet of a kain gadol should also override 
the mitzvah of testifying in court for monetary inyanim. So what is the mission? So the Mishnah says he just testifies. How could uh, so then the Gemara, that's what the Gemara is trying to figure out a, si- a situation of where him testifying in court is not a mavozadik ezach. So how does the Gemara come out? Where what's the situation where it's not mavozadik? The the situation is if the melech is present. The melech is present. It's already a uh, bekavadik matzav. Yeah. In one sense, that's almost implying that the kavod or that kohen gadol is above the melech. For the sake of the kohen gadol. Well, you have to show up at the king. Right. Ah, court. Right, right. It's interesting, it's interesting. So, uh, the re- so we're going to see about that soon. The, re- the, the, the relationship between the Melech and the Kohen Gadol in terms of COVID, who, does, who has more honor and so on. To, to facilitate the mitzvah, we would, we would ask the king to do so. Because again, the only reason why we don't, why, why we don't require the king to come testify or to, or it's just because we're concerned of it, uh, you know, of there being a, a difficult situation because of that. But, you know, just to ask him to, to sit there, that we would. The Sanhedrin would, would, would require that. Yeah, so we're going to see about that. We're going to see about that. Okay, so that's the idea. Fine. The problem now begins when you learn the Rambam. Okay, like uh, usually the way it goes. So, Maramaka number four, but it's, it's, it's uh, good, good problems that it comes out, Rav uh, So take a look at Maramaka number four. The Rambam, this is the Rambam in the beginning of Hilchas Eidos. The first halacha that we're going to see in Maramaka number four is the Rambam sort of paraphrasing for us the Sugi and the Gemara in Shavuos talking about a Tamar Chachim going to court, okay? And he's going to basically bring down the halachas that we saw already. So it says around like this. Haya Eid, again, the, the first halacha in Hilchas Eidus is that there's a mitzvah to go to court to testify. Im Comes halacha Beis, and the Rambam says, Haya Eid Chachim Gadol. Let's say the witness is a big Tamar Chachim. And he's being called to court that's beneath his, uh, his level, so it's not, it's not a kavadik for him to go. So says the Rambam, since it's not a kavad, since it's not lefi his kavad, to go up to this court, so so the, the mitzvah of, of the kavad that he's required is, 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 better, is bigger than the mitzvah, the monetary mitzvah of going to, of going to testify. He should hold himself back. That's the, the Rambam. But Medivorm says the Rambam, the Rambam continues. When is this true? The Eidus moment. Again, by a monetary issue. But when it comes to a testimony that has to do with stopping an Aveir from happening, the Chaim Beidus Nefoshis, or certainly a capital punishment, Aymakis, or, 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 or Malkis, and so on, things that are not monetary, monetary then even the Talmud Chachem has to go. Shenemer, Ein Chach, so far, so good. Fine. Again, and it goes back to this idea. It's a conflict of covid, covid and the mitzvah. So the 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 the, the you know the 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 the, the root is hashavu saveda. Again, so hashavu saveda is also the pasuk says that you could ignore the lost object if it's not a covetic for you, but it's a monetary. But that's all mon- in monetary context. That's what we learn out, and that's what Ram is applying to testimony by Tamachach and the Gemara Shavuos. Everything's fine. Comes Mar, comes Mar- number five, the next halacha, and says the Rambam like this That's all by a Tamachachim. A Kayin Gadol, Einachayv Lahayid, says the Rambam, but a Kayin Gadol never testifies. Ela Edis Shilamelech Yisrael Bilvad, only a case that he's testifying for a king. But then he'll go to court to testify. Avashar idius that any other situation that he's not testifying for the king himself, Pater, the Kangal doesn't go. Only, only so, 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 what, so what is the Raman telling us? 
Oh, okay. So, this, this, so again, what, what is the Ram talking? What the Ram is the, 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 contrasting from the previous halacha. The Ram is very clear <coughs> that the Ram is telling us when it comes to Talmud Chacham. So he quoted the Gemara Shuas. When it comes to monetary yanim, the cover of Talmud Chacham overrides it. He doesn't go to Mavuz de Gazach. Things that are not monetary. We don't care about your COVID, you have to do the right thing. That's, that's, the, that's the Gemara in Shavuos, that's the Gemara in Shavuos. All of a sudden it comes to the Kain Gadol, says the Rambam, blanket statements. That's all the Tan Chacham. Kain Gadol never testifies. In other words, not Mominus and not Isser. And the only situation that a Kain Gadol can possibly testify is if he's testifying for the king. Now there are two big problems with the Rambam. First, one second. Testifying for the king, that was Rabbi Yosef's suggestion in the Gemara and Sanhedrin. But the Gemara rejected it because the Gemara said, we don't testify for the king. We keep the king out of court. So one technical problem is, what is the Ram talking about? What type of situation is it that you could possibly ever testify for a king? That's number one. Uh, number two, number two, why does the Rambam not record the actual maskana of the Gemara and Sanhedrin that the king, that the kain gadol can testify, right? The kain gadol can testify for anyone as long as the king is present. You follow again. The gemara Sanhedrin was trying to find the case also that the kain gadol should go testify, right? Because again, there's a conflict. The kain gadol is covered. How can you? So the gemara said different suggestions. Rav Yosef said he testifies for the king. The gemara says no, that's not a possibility. The, kain, the, the king is never the, the cases of the king are never brought to court. So that's not an answer. The Gemara ended up saying, okay, so it means he's testifying for Reuven and Shimon, but at least the king is there. So there's the, the, two problems with the Ramam. First of all, the, Ramam, the, the example the Ramam brings for a Kain Gadol to testify is the rejected opinion of Rav Yosef, that he's testifying for the king. What do you mean for the king? The, king, the king's cases don't, are never brought to court, number one. And number two, why, he's not only is he, is he only saying Rav Yosef, he, not only is he bringing up Rav Yosef's Eitzah, uh, He's also ignoring the maskan of the Gemara. He doesn't say, or, when the, when the king is present. So he's ignoring the maskan of the Gemara, and he's only paskening like the rejected opinion of Rav Yosef. But a much bigger problem is, is that why does the Rambam seem to say that, the, that other, besides those situations of testifying for the king or whatever, he would never be able to testify? One second. If the reason why the whole Indian of the Kain Gadol not testifying is because it's not his covet, then that only applies to monetary cases. When it comes to things of Isser, there is no such idea. And the Rishon already pointed out in Sanhedrin that the only reason why the Gemara doesn't, doesn't give that as a solution of what the Mishnah means when the Kohen Gadol testifies is because the Mishnah gives a, a, an open statement that he testifies, which indicates even monetary things. But the Ram, but one second, but just, just to clarify, but again, but, according, but the Ram is telling us, compare, again, the Ram is just coming off of the halacha of halacha base, which is the Talmud Chacham, where he makes a distinction between mominous and non-mominous. And then halacha gimel by Kain Gadol never testifies. The indication being that even if it's Isurim, he doesn't testify. Why not? The whole Makar of not being obligated to testify because it's not your covet, it's from Hashavah Saveda. And the Gemara says clearly, if, it's the, if the root is Hashavah Saveda, it means it's, only a, it's limited to monetary cases like Hashavah Saveda. So there's three big problems with the Rambam. First of all, again, the big problem is, why is the Rambam telling us and indicating to us that the Kain Gadol is not going to be allowed to testify, even for Isurim? Even for that, you can't testify. Why not? I covet 
when it comes to isurim, we don't care about your covet unless it's a mon- unless it's conflicting with the monetary in it. That's number one. Number two, why is he picking Rav Yosef's opinion? So, so now the Ram, so the Ram again is, so he's trying to find a case of where the Kangal does testify. The mission does say that he testifies. So he, he, he so the Ram picks Rav Yosef's rejected opinion that he's testifying for the king. And not only does he pick Rav Yosef's rejected opinion, he rejects the maskan of the Gemara. And he doesn't bring down the possibility of him testifying, at least in the presence of the king. So the, so the Ram is like making up his own, his own sukkah over here. You follow the problems? Okay. <coughs> okay, so here's the Nakuda. Let me, I'll explain. Let, let, me, let, me, let me deal with one problem first, and then we'll, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it in, in, in a more general sense. The Gemara in Sanhedrin, again, was trying to find a situation, going back, trying to find a situation of where the Kaingadal can testify, and it's not Mavozadik. So Rav Yosef suggested, okay, he's testifying for the king. The Gemara said, no, no, it can't be. Because the Mishnah says the, that we don't bring the, 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 the Melos uh, and Yonim is not brought to court anyway. What was Rav Yosef thinking? It's a Mishnah. It's a Mishnah. Rav Yosef forgot the Mishnah. No, it's the Mishnah. It's the Mishnah, the previous Amr. You know, so it's a, th- this is a discussion on that Mishnah. <laughs> it's, a, you know, it's, a, it's not a Mishnah Nuxen, you know? So the answer is like this. The Gemara later on, take a look at Maramukha number six. Maramukha number six, there's a Gemara later on in Sanhedrin that quotes a Rav Yosef regarding this halacha that we don't bring a court, that we don't bring the kings in Yonam to court. Says Rav Yosef, Am Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef says, Lo Shanu El Yisrael. Says Rav Yosef, this halacha that we don't bring the inyan, we don't bring the case of a melech to court, and we deal with it outside. We don't testify. He doesn't testify. We don't testify. The whole inyan of, of a king is outside of court. That's only for Malchi Yisrael. Says the Gemara, and we'll see in a second because Malchi Yisrael, not Malchus based David, were concerned that they might fly off the handle uh, if anything doesn't go their way, and it could cause a lot of problems. Right, exactly. Avul Malchi based David, but says Rav Yosef himself. But kings from Malchus based David avada don v'don loisan, they could be avada. They, they, they're brought to court if they need to be brought to court. We could testify for them. They could testify. All these all these limitations of a, if a king is outside of court. That's only from Malchus Yisrael, not Malchus based David. Dechsev, huh? Oh, so, uh, Dechsev, that's <laughs> okay. No, so you have to apologize. Dechsev says in pasuk, based David kaim Hashem dinu levakir mishpat and so on. And the Gemara says, El Malchi Yisrael, my time alive. Why Malchi Yisrael? Not Mishal Maisa Shalai. The Gemara records the Maisa with Yana Hamelach, who was brought to court, and, they, and, he, and, and he had a whole entire that they brought him, and uh, bad things took place because he was upset about what happened. It's not a good thing. So says Rav Yosef, the whole halacha of, not, of a court outside of Bezdin, that's only for non Malchus based David. So the Achorinim say, one second. So this is Rav Yosef himself. So when Rav Yosef suggested, a situation of where um, um, a Kain, Kain Gadol is testifying and he's, and he's testifying for the king. The Gemara says, wait, testifying for the king. It's not possible. The Gemara didn't realize what Rav Yosef is about to say in the next Amit. Because Rav Yosef Lishitas in the next Amit tells us that it is possible to testify for a king. I, the Mishnah says the king's cases are not in court. That's only Malchi Yisrael. But Malchus based David, we assume our Ksherim, our, our Kasha Yidin, and Mela, we have no concern of them being brought to court. So when Rav Yosef in the earlier Gemara said that a Kalein Gadol can testify for what? For a Melech, it wasn't, uh, that's not a ridiculous statement. He means a, a Melech, that's a Melech from Malchus based David. And so the Acharnim say, that's why Rav Yosef's opinion, albeit maybe was rejected at the moment, but if you just wait another Amid, you realize that it's not such a crazy Shita. 
And the Rambam is paskening like Rav Yosef, because the Rambam paskening is like the other statement of Rav Yosef as well. And Mamel, there is a possibility to testify for a king. What's the case? If he's, Malchus, if, he, if he's coming from Malchus based David, even the Rambam uses the Lashon of Malchus Yisrael, in that context, he doesn't mean not from he means the Melch of the Jewish people, which is uh, Malchus based David. That's how the Archonim explains. So that issue, so in other words, that specific issue of the Rambam poskening like Rav Yosef, which seems like a rejected opinion, that's not easy, that's, that's not hard to deal with, because at the end of the Maskana, with Rav Yosef's other statement, then he's not such a rejected opinion. But we still have two major problems. So you want to say, like, of Yosef is Givaldic, but why are you ignoring the actual Maskana of the Gemara? What about the possibility of the king just being present? And that's also a Bakavid Gematzev. And also, why are you saying that without these possibilities of testifying for the king or the king being present, the Kain Gadol wouldn't testify even for Inyani Isser? What is Inyani Isser? That's not a conflict with We don't care about his covenant when it comes to Inyani Isser. So those problems are still in place. You follow? Okay. I hope, when I first asked the question of your father, I saw a lot of nods. Now I'm not sure anymore. Okay, so okay, fine. I guess you could always uh, re-listen. I'm, you know, usually people listen to it on fast, right? Maybe you listen to it uh, slower. Okay, so here, here's the Nakuda. Here's the Nakuda. The entire Sugi in Sanhedrin was coming from a basic assumption. And this is what we were saying before. The basic assumption was that the, that the, ish, the Indian of a Kohen Gadol is similar to that of a Talmud Chacham, conceptually. A Talmud Chacham is someone that requires covet, that has earned the, 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 the requirement of covet because of his Torah learning. And so the Kohen also requires covet because of his position. Mm. And Mamela, it's all about his covet. And that's where the Gemara was, was coming from. And because of that assumption, so now the Gemara begins to think, one second, if it's covet, so we know that his covet overrides the mitzvahs that are monetary. And so how could he just come to testify for monetary things? So the Gemara is trying to find a situation of where it's not uh, beneath his covet to go to Bezdin. And the Gemara, the final suggestion was, if the Melch is present, it's not, it's not the Zilzal in his covet. It's all coming from this Yisait, assuming that the Indian of a Kayin Gadol is just someone that deserves covet. The Rambam Pasuk is not like that. Take a look at Maramokim number 7. This is the Rambam in... Hilchas Klei HaMikdash. In, in the fifth chapter of Hilchas Klei HaMikdash, the Rambam is talking about the position of Kohen Gadol. And look, li, listen to how the Rambam says. Kohen Gadol tzarech shiye gadol mikol echav ha-kahanim benoi bekoyach pa'aysher bechachm u'bamarem. The Rambam, this is just a little bit of an introduction. Says the Rambam, the Kohen Gadol, the, the, the requirement of this position called Kohen Gadol is that he should be greater than all of, his kahan, all of the other kahanim. He should be greater than them and, and sort of elevated from them in terms of noi, in terms of uh, even physical beauty, the kayach and strength, ba'aysher, within wealth, b'chachma, b'mara, all these even seemingly superficial inyanim. The, the din of kayin gadol is that he has to be above everyone else. Ein loy mamen, and if this person has all the milas but he doesn't have money, so kol kahanim noistin loy mishalahem, then all the kahanim chip in and they make him the richest one. Kolech l'fiyashrei, whatever they're able to give it, until he becomes the wealthiest of all the kahanim. That's the Rambam's introduction. Then the Rambam continues, Allah Gimel. Now this is a very interesting thing. V'chayiv kayin gadol linhaig kavei ba'atzmai. Says the Rambam, the kayin gadol has to treat himself with kavei. It's very interesting. When the Rambam talks about, there's many, many people in Kla Yisrael that deserve respect, they need respect, the Talmud Chacham, parents, you know, whatever. Whenever the Ramadan talks about it, it's always, 
from other people, right? You have to respect your parents, right? You have to respect your rabbi, the Talmud Chacham. Of your the Kohen Gadol, it's, 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 the Ram is describing it from the Kohen Gadol's angle. The Kohen Gadol is chayev Kohen Gadol lin hai And the Ram continues, He's forbidden from being make, from lowering himself, from the dealing with everyone else. He, he's not allowed to be seen undressed. In the bathhouse, in the bathroom. Even when he's getting a haircut. So it says he's called a Kayin Gadol. And in the case of the word Gadol means uplifted. That he's above everyone else. And he shouldn't be lowered to them. That's the description of the word Kayin Gadol. The Ramah goes on further. In Maramukah number 9, a few halachas later. Well, the entire parak over there is talking about this Indian of the Kayin Gadol being above everyone else. And the definition of the term Kayin Gadol in that sense. When we say the word Kayin Gadol, we, again, we usually translate it as like the, the biggest Kayin. The word Gadol, the Ram is translating, is not, doesn't mean biggest or the most important. It means transcendent, above the rest. Kayin Gadol. Gadol means raised above. So it says the Ram like this, Huh? He's annoyed. There's a process to, but, but, but what that position is, the Ram is describing. So, Maramuk number nine, halacha zayin. Now the Ram describes in this context where the Kohen Gadol lives. It says the Ram, there has to be a, a house prepared for the Kohen Gadol in the Beis HaMikdash. It's called the Lishka, the, the, the chamber of the Kohen Gadol. Now the Ram says these Lashayimahs. It's very unique for the Ram. And it's the glory and honor of the Kain Gadol that he should live in the base of Migdash his whole life. And he should only leave the base of Migdash to go to another home that he owns. Let's say he has another home or something that his family lives in. But Laila, at night he can go there. Or one or two hours during the day. But the Kvayda Utifarta, the Kain Gadol, is that he should be secluded in the base of Migdash. The Yebes of Yerushalayim, and even his other home that he does live in, and he goes to at night or, or a little bit uh, during the day, it has to be in Yerushalayim. That's where he has to be. That's where he has to be, either in Beis Hamikdash or for those few hours and so on in his house in Yerushalayim, nowhere else. What's the Yisoyed? What's the Ramam trying to convey to us? What the Ram is trying to convey to us is the following idea, is that the Indian of a Klein Gadol is not just someone that needs covet. A Tamil Chacham is someone, not the needs of the person, it's a, it's a mitzvah. The Kohen Gadol is someone that deserves covet. The Kohen Gadol is a different Indian. The Kohen Gadol is not a coveted matter. Of course, you have to honor him. But the reason why you're honoring him is not because, oh, he's a dignified person, is because the position itself, the definition of the position is transcendent. That is, he's like living in a different universe. That's the musig, that's the definition of a Kohen Gadol, is that he's someone that's here, but he's Bechlam not here. And all the hanhagis that we have towards the Kain Gadol are not because of COVID. It's because we have to create a space that, it, that, 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 um, that acknowledges this separation. There is, there is a certain hisroimimus and a certain transcendence, almost an otherworldliness that the Kain Gadol has to be in. That's the position. That's the definition of the position. This is why the Ramam says, 
it's not a matter of other people being mechaved him. The Ramazan Lashon, this is an inner covet, it's just an, an inner truth, an inner reality. It's a dimension that Klein Gadol has to be in. And Mamela, he can't, it, it's a matter of, he can't interface with other people. He can't allow himself to be, so to speak, part of society to a certain degree because he, his job requires, and the, job, the title means that he's above society, that he's bechlal coming from a different space. This is why the Ramam talks about, uh, uh, in this context, that he has to live in isolation. Now, don't get me wrong, he's living in a nice place, it's called Beis HaMikdash, or Yerushalayim, but the Ramam is telling us that he can't leave that place. Kfaidai Usef Artai, the covet of the Kaingadl requires that he should be in Beis HaMikdash, and he should be in, and even in, in his house, Shmir Shalim, and he shouldn't leave these places, he shouldn't just dray around in the street. It's not just a matter of covet like by a Tamil There's no such halacha that a Tamil can't go shopping. But there's a halacha that Kaingadl can't go shopping. Why? If the the Ramam even goes on further in this parak to talk about when Lolenu, if the Kaingadl uh, loses a close relative. So there's Leviah. So we know the Kain Gadol doesn't become Tameh. That we know. That's, that's in Hilchas, that's in other Halachas. But in this parak, the Ram talks about that even when he's going to the Leviah, the Kain Gadol doesn't leave his house to go by the Leviah. He stays home. Why? We'll see soon. It's, the, Ram, the context of the Ram is not, again, it's not because we're afraid they'll become Tameh or whatever. It, 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 he can't be seen as just a Stama person. He can't be seen as just Echad Ha'am. That's not, that's not his position. That's not his, that's not his Indian. That's what the Kalein Gadol is. Now, this is a Chiddush of the Rambam. Because of this, when the Rambam, when the Rambam thinks about the idea of a Kalein Gadol testifying, the Rambam is thinking of it in completely different terms than the Gemara Sanhedrin. The Gemara Sanhedrin is thinking about the issue of a Kalein Gadol testifying as a matter of covet. A matter of covet. The Kalein Gadol requires covet, just like a Tamachachim requires covet. So how could he go and be mavaza himself to go testify in court? And because of that, the Gmart Sanhedrin is trying to find situations where it's not Mavuzadik. And what's the Eitzah? Okay, if a Melech is present. But that's not Bechla where the Rambam is coming from. The Rambam is not com- The issue in the Rambam where a Kaingadla testifying is not a matter of like it's beneath his covet. That's not the issue of the Kaingadla. The issue is that it, for him to get involved in Reuven and Shimon's Indian, that's, that's not, that's the, it's anti his position. It, it's not a covet matter. It's a matter of. We can't allow the Kain Gadol to become Ice Kain Gadol. We can't allow him to lower himself to the, to the inyanim of regular citizens and the inyanim of the Hamayin Am because that's going to be, that, that's the opposite of what his position is. Because of this, from the perspective of the Rambam, again, we have to see how the Rambam can just ignore the perspective of the Gemara and Sanhedrin. But from the perspective of the Rambam, therefore, it's not, there's no chilik between whether it's a monetary issue or not a monetist. The whole chilek between mammon and not mammon was because the whole Indian is covet. And the whole Indian is, it's beneath my covet. And your covet overrides mitzvahs, as we see by Yashavah Saveda. And by Yashavah Saveda, it's monetary, not Israel. The whole thing, the whole chilek between money and not money, it's all a sugya revolving around an issue of covet or lack thereof. But in the Rambam, it's, like, it's not a matter of covet. It's a matter of the, the din in Kuhuna Gedoyla. It's, it's part of the halachas of Kuhuna Gedoyla is that he has to be above society. And being above society means above society in all levels. Whether it be an issue of mammon or whether it be an issue of Ruvain was Machal Shabbos and he needs, to, needs a punishment now. It's also beneath the... Co- it's not the, it, the end of the Kain Gadol is, is to be in a higher space. 
That's the job of the Kohen. That's, requ- that's required of it. It's not a covered matter. Because of this, the Rambam is also not going to be happy and satisfied with the answer of the Gemara if the Melech is present. What's enough to me if the Melech is present? If the Melech is present, that makes it a covered dikamatsev. It makes it a covered dikamatsev situation. But that was never the issue. According to the Rambam, the issue is not a covered matter. The issue is the Melech is lowering himself to an Indian that's not transcendent, that's not, uh, that's, that's uh, so the Melch is there. It's not, it doesn't make a difference if the Melch is there or not. He's lowering himself. The only Eitzah that the Rambam could come up with to explain a situation of where the Melch is getting involved in a court case and it's not lowering him is when he's testifying for the king. Why? Because the Rambam... What? When the, I'm sorry, the, yeah, the Kain Gadol, the only Eitzah that the Rambam can find for the Kain Gadol to testify and it's not lowering him to a, a lower Matziv is when he's testifying for the king. You know why? Because the Rambam says in Hilchas Melachim, it ran out of place, but the, on the page. But the Rambam says in Hilchas Melachim that who's the Melech? The Melech is defined as the Lev Ha'am. He's the heart of the whole people. The Melech is not an individual person with his personal inyanim. The Melech represents Chloe's Knesset Yisrael. Certainly, the Kain Gadol is above society, but. The Melech is not society. The, Mel- the Kain Gadol is not, not less than Klolius Knesset Yisrael, the Shechinach Daisha Klal Yisrael. So although it's, 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 it's a, it's a, it will be a dismantling of the position of Kahuna Gedoyla for him to get involved in individual people's inyanim. That's true. But when he's getting involved with the Melech, that's not an individual person in inyanim, that's a Klal Yisrael Dekinian. That's really not lowering his place. Because Klal Yisrael, as we know in Halacha, Klal Yisrael is above time, above space, ain't Sibur Mace. There's the society that exists right now, and this society, the Melech has, the Kohen Gadol has to be above. But the Melech is the embodiment of Klolius Knesset Yisrael that's transcendent, that's above time and space. Certainly the Kohen Gadol getting involved with that is not beneath him, Adarabah. That's, that's still on his plane of transcendence. And because of this, this is what the Rambam is telling us, is that the only, the only way that the Rambam could explain of where Kain Gadol could get involved in Eidos is only a situation of where the Eidos that he's getting involved with doesn't take him down from that space of complete Hisraimimus. And that place of complete Hisraimimus, you know, would be sacrificed if he's dealing with any individual person. But once he's dealing with the Melech, who is Lev Ha'am, who is Claudius Knesset Yisrael, then that still remains, it's still, it's, he's still holding on to his, his transcendence. Follow? That's the aside. <clears throat> but one final question remains. The Ram is making all of this up. Like we're, <laughs> he's ignoring a Gemara in Sanhedrin. Again, the whole, again, what the Ram is doing is, like, again, he's, he's completely, you know, completely uh, 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 ignoring the very, the very yusayid that the Sogin Sanhedrin is, is coming from and just making up his other, a new yusayid. So the Gemara Sanhedrin is coming from a founda- foundational point that the only of a kind of is just covered. And Aram says, no, 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 you're missing it. It's mamish, it's bachlana covered. It's a whole bigger ending. So where's Aram coming from? He's not going to disagree with the Gemara. But the Raman will disagree with the Gemara if there's a Yushalmi. So there's a Yushalmi that backs up this idea of the Raman. And the yusayid of the Raman is coming from Yushalmi. Now to give a little bit Background, it's already, it's already late, but just to explain simply. There is a Pasuk, there is a Pasuk in Chumash, which talks about, I, I, I said very quickly that the Ramam says that when uh, Kain Gadol, Lo'olenu, loses a close relative, so he doesn't go by the Levi and so on. 
So this, there is a Pasuk that sort of indicates that, and that's a Pasuk of Umin HaMikdash Lo it says in Pasuk, when a Kohen Gadol, God forbid, loses a close relative, so Umen HaMikdash Le'etzi, doesn't leave the base of Mikdash. Doesn't leave the base of Mikdash. So, to make a long story short, that Pasuk sounds like this halacha, that when a Kohen Gadol loses a close relative, he can't, uh, he can't leave, he has to stay home. The Bavli doesn't touch the Pasuk like that. If you take a look at Maramukim number 10, there's a Gemara in Sanhedrin, and the Gemara, again, without, uh, without going into too much pratum of here, I don't want to bog you down with it and confuse the situation even more. But the Gemara, the Gemara in Sanhedrin basically says like this. Again, the halach is, is as we know. The halach is, Kohen loses a close relative, he doesn't go to Leviah. He stays home. Where is his home? Again, like the Raman said, his home is in the base of Migdash. That's primarily where Lishka's Kohen Gadol. He doesn't leave his home. He stays, uh, he doesn't go to Leviah. Why? So it's interesting. The Bavli says, it's not because of that puzzle. It doesn't mean he can't leave the base of Mikdash. You know what a means? It means the Kain Gadol has to be very careful that he shouldn't violate any of the halachas of being a Kain Gadol, namely that he doesn't become Tame. Minamikdash means that he can't, he has to be very meticulous and very careful that he doesn't violate any of the requirements of a kain gadol not to become tummy. And because of that, Chazal instituted that he shouldn't go to Levi. Because if he's by Levi, he might get over, overwhelmed by this situation and he might become tummy. But the Pasuk of Minamikdash say doesn't mean he can't leave his home. It means that he, that he, can't, that he has to be extra careful not to become tummy. That's what the Pasuk says in Minamikdash That's the Bavli. The Yishami is not like that. The Yishami, Maramukha number 11, the Yishami says as follows, Umin HaMikdash L'yetzeh. It says in Pasuk, you, the Kohen Gadol cannot leave the base of Mikdash. Iman en yetzeh, avol yetzeh So says the Yishami back and forth, the Pasuk means, literally, that he cannot leave his home, he has to stay home, and he cannot go to the Levaya, or in any other situation, he has to stay at home. What's the Machlaikas? <clears throat> the Bavli didn't want to learn the Pasuk simply, he can't leave his home, is because what type of halacha is that? What type of halacha is that? He has to stay home. He has to be at home. He can't be seen. What, what type of concept is that he can't be seen? We understand that Kain Gadol has to be, there's covered, But it doesn't say anywhere, there's no such halacha that a Tamar Chachim can't be seen. There's no such halacha that a Tamar Chachim can't leave his home. So what would the, why, why would the Pasuk say, a man of English, he can't leave his home? So says the Bava, you're right. There's no such thing, he can't leave his home. It means that in the time of, he has to be extra careful not to, not to leave, quote unquote, his Kedusha. And so because of that, in a situation of Leviah, we have to be extra cautious that he might become Tameh because of his emotional state, and because of that he shouldn't go to Leviah. But the Pasuk doesn't mean he can't leave his home, he's not in isolation. The Yushami says, no, it means he can't leave his home. He's supposed to be in isolation. What's the aside? The aside of is this quality. The reason why the Bavli doesn't even, cannot entertain the possibility of the Pasuk meaning simply that he can't leave his home is because the Bavli is coming from the perspective of the Gemara Sanhedrin in Bavli, which is that to the, the, whatever, the Klein Gadol, it's, it's, it's a position that requires Kavid. So Kavid, we don't find anyone else in Halacha that requires Kavid that has to be secluded and can't be seen. There's no, such, uh, there's no Halacha that the Melch can't be seen. There's no Halacha that the uh, Tamachachim can't be seen. There's no Halacha that they have to be in isolation and seclusion. So why would the Klein Gadol be any different? But this is where the Yushami fundamentally disagrees with the Bavli. The, the Yushami is the source of the Rambam. The Yushami is saying, no, 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 the Kain Gadol is not a position of Kavid. 
The Kaingadal is a position of transcendence. The Kaingadal is a position of a reminder uh, that there is such a thing as a higher world. That's what, the, that's, that's what Kahuna Gedayla is. And because of that, part of the halachas of Kahuna Gedayla is that he can't be seen in the world. Because that's what his position is, to be someone that represents something otherworldly. That's what the Kain Gadol is. And therefore, when the Pasuk says, it's Kibshutai. And there's no reason to say it's not Kibshutai. I, we don't find such a thing by other people that have covet. It's not a covet position. It's a position of Hisroimimus. And because it's a position of Hisroimimus, he can't, he can't be seen. He can't be seen like that. This is where the Ramam is coming from. And because of this, the entire perspective of dealing with the sugya of when he testifies, when he does testify, the Ram is coming from the Yishami perspective. From the Yishami perspective, it's not a matter of COVID, and you just have, which would only stop the Kaingadol from testifying for Mominus. And as long as you find a case that it's not, not Mavuzadik, like if the Melech is present, it's okay. The Ram is coming from the Yishami perspective, which is, it's not a COVID matter. It's a matter of the Kaingadol needs to be transcendent, needs to be above in Yonim of this world. Above in Yonim of this world. And to be above in Yonim of this world, that means he can't come to testify regarding Ruvain, even if it's an in of Mammon of Ruvain, or it's an in of Isser for Ruvain. If it's a Ruvain the Ke'inian, it means it's part of the world. That's not the position of the Kohen Gadol. Either Melech is there, that doesn't help anything. The Indian that he's testifying about is Mihai Alma. The only case that the Melech can come testify about is the Melech himself, because the Melech is, Bechlan, is, is Klal Yisrael. And Klal Yisrael is not Mihai Alma. Kal Yisrael is not an earthly nation. Kal Yisrael Bechlal is a transcendent, otherworldly nation. It's not Reuven, it's not Shimon. It's Kal Yisrael Yisrael, which is above time and space, above, above Teva. That's something that the, that the Kalein Gadol can come testifying. But this is the Yisrael. So we started with, and we'll just end with this, we started with something we find throughout Nach, which is that the Kalein Gadol is a position of leadership by Kal Yisrael. And the question was, I don't know if I articulated it like this, but the question really was, what, what's missing? Like, the Melech takes care of the political stuff, right? Uh, you know, uh, the Sanhedrin deals with Paschal and Shilas. The Navi deals with, like, Das, Tyra, and Yanim, and uh, sort of pass, making sure the Messiah is transmitted. So what's missing? What, what, what's, what, what's left? The answer is, what's left is Yisraelimus. What's left is influencing Kalei Yisrael and showing them that they that there's that there's an otherworldliness to reality. That that's the aside. That's the, that that's that's another position of hashpa that needs to be fulfilled. A hashpa of being able to walk in the streets, but not but, but not fully buying in that you're part of the street. And who fills in that gap? Who's who's the mashpi of that Indian? That's the kaingal. That's the Kohen Gadol. And this is why, by the way, when you, when you think about uh, the second base of Migdash, when the position of Kohen Gadol very often was bought for the highest bidder, right? For the Romans, they, it's, it's not only like, okay, that's not, it's, it's the opposite of what that position was. The whole idea of the Kohen Gadol is this Bechin of Israimus, of transcendence, of, of not settling for things that are natural, not settling for things may high alma, but being otherworldly. That's, uh, that, that, that's exactly what the Kohen Gadol is. And for that to be bought, and be and be and be put in by the Romans. That's much the opposite of it. So he started off. <coughs> yeah, yeah. Because what's Kaddish Kadashim? Otherworldly. It's a place that's otherworldly. It's Bechal not Minamid the Aaron over there. So that's that's the Yisai. Yeah. So the truth is, we'll we'll speak about it after the recording ends. The truth is, this is Bechal even higher than that Israelimus. It's it's. Uh, 
It's Bechlal of Yinar. We'll speak. Why is it two together? Right. It's what forces it together. We'll see. Okay. But uh, one last thing. No. Mr. Klein pointed out it's uh, Samarov's yard side. I think it's Mamash Dinyan. The only it's Samarov, right? I mean, it's hard to be Mitzamse, Mitzadik in, 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 in a particular Nakuda. But uh, by way of Iskashas, one of the names of the Samarov is when it comes to Nyani Eretz Yisrael, Nyani Geula, and things like that, don't settle for Nyan and Bedar Chatava. Hisroimimos, transcendence. The only Samarov is trying to, be, trying to remind the newer generation of what the older generation was like. Of, of being in the, in the world, but Bechlal being part of another world. That would, that, both in terms of culturally, by, you know, in America, in Yonah Yeretz Yisrael, Geula should be, Lamami Dech HaTeva, not in the way of, all these in Yonim, it's Bechinus Koen Gadol, it's Mash Bechinus Koen Gadol, so, you know, we should be Zaychat Tataka, have these positions filled, Melech, Nasi, Navi, and Koen Gadol, and we should be Tataka Zaychat to see in our own eyes, Geula Shalim Vamitis, Lamami Dech HaTeva, Biyas Kol Tzedek, Meir Vimeinu Avnam.